Hey, oh, good morning. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Go Bengals. I said it. Yes, I said go Bengals. I don't know why I'm not allowed to root for the Bengals. Brett, there's a, a lot on Brown's Twitter right now about how no true Browns fan would ever root for a divisional rival. Why not? I don't know if you've noticed, but the Browns are eliminated. So I, I've got two teams. I've got the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Those are my options. You know, it seems to me that Los Angeles has caught a few breaks over the years, you know, as a city. Maybe Cincinnati could use one. That's all. That's all. I know there are rivals. I'll go back to hating them next year. When we play the Bengals, trust me, I'm rooting for the Browns. But tomorrow, Super Bowl, Bengals, Rams, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I mean, plus it would be just devastating if Odell Beckham won a Super Bowl, wouldn't it? As a Browns fan. Anyway, um, you'll hear me talk about my menu, I think, a little in this podcast. But loaded nachos, cheeseburger sliders, grilled wings, charcuterie, homemade chocolate ice cream. Got a lot of work to do today. Um, I did want to do just one thing prior to getting into the interview here with Jason, a.k.a. Rock Foodies. And that is... You're going to hear me in this interview reference that I got to go to Best Buy to get my iPhone screen fixed. I got to tell you what happened when I went to Best Buy. So I recorded this interview Saturday afternoon, yesterday, day before the Super Bowl at like two in the afternoon. And then I had to go to Best Buy. I had an appointment with a Geek Squad. And now you can call me a sucker all you want, but I have a Geek Squad membership, like the best one you can have. And the reason for that is because I don't have IT at either one of my businesses. I have no IT, and I'm not good with computers. I'm not great, so I've always just subscribed for 100 bucks a year to Best Buy Geek Squad, and, you know, once or twice a year, there will be some computer issue, and I'll call, and they usually take care of it. They're honestly usually really good. That Most of the remote work is really good. Oh, by the way, if you're hearing background noise, I'm home right now and upstairs recording this in my office. Wife and three-year-old are downstairs, and Three-year-olds are pretty much nonstop energy-wise, so you might hear a little screaming in the background. It's normal. Anyway, I go to Best Buy today to get my iPhone screen fixed. And by the way, I'm a, a Geek Squad member, and I have Apple Care Plus. So I've looked it up. I've done all the Googling, and I know that to get my screen replaced on my phone should be over $300. But because I have the Geek Squad and because I have the Apple Care Plus, it should cost me $29 to get my screen replaced. I had just a little crack in my screen. No big deal. To be honest with you, it's not anywhere near as bad as some people's cracked screens I've seen. My screen is almost not even noticeable unless you really look hard. But I figured, look, $29 bucks. I've been putting it off for a few weeks. I had a few hours this afternoon. I needed to go shopping anyway to get all my Super Bowl goodies. So I was like, look, I'll drop it off at 3.30 at Best Buy. I'll pick it up. You know, they close at 7. They told me it'd be a three-hour job. I'll pick it up at 6.30. Life is good. So I leave this interview. I go to Best Buy, and everything's fine. I check in. But listen to this weird, the weirdest, most frustrating thing. He's telling me, the kid checking me in says, you know, Usually it can take three to four hours. There's a chance you'll need to pick this phone up tomorrow. And my response is, no problem. I'll pick it up tomorrow. It's fine. He says, let me take it. Let me take it in the back and show our technician. And the technician will let me know whether he can knock this out today and you can pick it up just before closing at 7 o'clock or whether you need to come in tomorrow when we open. You can pick it up uh, at noon, a little after we open. They'll, they'll do it first thing tomorrow. I said, no problem. He takes my phone. He's gone for two minutes. He comes back and he says, unfortunately, it's going to need to be tomorrow. And I say, you know what? That's okay. No problem. I can go without a phone tonight. It's fine. I'm going to go home. You know, it might be good for me to not have my phone. You know, let, let's see what life is like without a phone for for 18 hours or whatever. So I, uh, I tell him, OK, no problem. But can I see my phone? I just want to call my wife and let her know that I'm going to be without a phone for a few hours. And he says, no problem. He hands me my phone. I press the phone on and it says no SIM card. OK. So I look at him and I go, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I just need my SIM card back so I can make this phone call. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, oh, see, my phone here, it says no SIM card. I, I just need that back. I, I, and then I can, I can do my, uh, you know, then it, it'll be nice and easy. I can make my phone call and then you can have the phone. 
He says, sir, I didn't take your SIM card. I said, well, no, the phone says no SIM card. I handed it to you, and then, you know, two minutes later, you hand it back to me, and now it says it doesn't have a SIM card. So I think you obviously did, or you or your technician did. It's, it's probably just sitting back there. Just, you know, can you ask? He says, sir, I can assure you nobody here took your SIM card. I go, huh. Well, do you mind if I check for myself? And he says, absolutely, no problem. And this is where the story gets even weirder. He gives me that little, you know, paperclip looking thingy, and I open it up, and sure enough, there is a SIM card in my phone. So I go, God, this is so weird. I go, why is it saying no SIM card? So I push it back into the phone. I restart the phone. Voila, the phone works. And I'm like, wow, what a weird coincidence that the SIM card would have some weird error just in the two minutes that you were holding on to it. And the kid looks at me and he goes, yeah, that is a coincidence. Wow, that's crazy. And I said, okay, yeah. No, anyway, let me, let me just call my wife real quick. So I call my wife, talk to her for you know, a minute and a half, two minutes, just telling her, look, not going to have my phone. I'll be home in a few hours. You know, it's all good. I hang up and I hand it to him and I say, okay, so tomorrow at noon. And he looks at me and he goes, sir, I'm sorry. We're not going to be able to repair your phone now that you have a SIM card issue. And I said, what? And he says, yeah, now that you have more than more issues, the SIM card issue, that's something Apple will not allow us to work on here. You have a SIM card issue. You need to go to the Apple store. And I said, oh, I go, look, man, this is really tough because I want to believe you. I really have no reason not to believe you. But this phone has not had a SIM card issue ever in its entire history. I handed it to you and you disappeared for it with, with it for two minutes. And then it suddenly had a SIM card issue. I have to believe you caused the SIM card issue, not me. And he says, well, sir, unfortunately, we know we didn't cause any SIM card issues. So, you know, we, we, we cannot help you. And I just look at him and I go, okay. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm going, what, am I going to make a scene? I'm not going to make a scene. I'm not going to be a Karen. So I go, okay. And he goes, I'm sorry. And I go, <laughs> I go, I remember I said to him exactly, I go, you know, if if there was a hundred people and you and I both told this story to a hundred people right now, a hundred out of a hundred people would say that you did something to this phone when you had it back there. And he says, I know, I know, sir, it looks weird, but nope, we didn't do anything to it. And I go, okay. So I go to the front of the store and I'm like, okay, well, obviously I, I need to go find a manager or something, right? So I go and I find a manager. And uh, he calls over his Geek Squad guy. He says, this is my Geek Squad manager. And so now I've got the manager of Best Buy and the Geek Squad, you know, manager of the geeks. And I, I recount to them the entire story I just told you. And both of them look at me like, that's crazy. There's no way that happened you know we are so sorry sir we'll take care of this immediately and so the geek squad guy goes to like talk to the geeks and i stand there with the manager and he's like yeah no way you know that that's crazy uh so sorry about this you know you shouldn't have been treated that way i'm like well i wasn't mistreated it's just it's just really fishy right it's just so fishy so the geek comes back geek squad president comes back and he goes yeah unfortunately sir we're not going to be able to work on your phone and I said, what happened? And now this is when I get some new information. And he says, well, you know, it looks like we ran a diagnostic on your phone. And when we ran that, so first of all, the original kid's lying to me, saying, we didn't touch your phone. We didn't touch your phone. Looks like we ran a diagnostic on your phone, and the diagnostic must have unearthed that SIM card issue. And SIM card issues are something that we require you to go to the Apple store for. We won't, we won't do your SIM card issue here. And so now in my head, I'm going, well, I, get, I mean, it makes a little more sense, but still, I mean, what? And the, basically what they convinced me of is you have a SIM card issue looming. We discovered it before it actually became a real problem. Your phone is working again now and, and probably will work for some time until this issue becomes a, a, you know, a real problem. But in the meantime, we can't do anything for you. And I just thought it was the weirdest shit ever, <laughs> right? It's like they broke my phone. I mean, the conspiracy theory in me is like that because I had Apple Care and because I had Geek Squad and they were going to 
fix this phone for $29 that they were just like, we're not fixing this. But then again, I think of that and I go, well, these guys don't care. They just work at Best Buy. Anyway, I've got this story's gone on way too long. All right, let me shut up. Let's get into the interview. This is Jason. He has finally come out and identified himself as the man behind the account, the Rock Foodies Instagram. It's one of the most popular foodie accounts in Rochester. I think he'll tell us in the interview, but he's got well over 40,000 followers on Instagram. He's done an amazing job with it, and he's finally come out and said, hey, my name is Jason, and I'm open for business. He did it for free for all those years, and now he's available for hire. And you'll hear all about it here on the podcast. Enjoy and go Bengals. So I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see a face and I go, I know, I know, oh my God, oh my God, I know that guy. And it's Rock Foodies. And this is an Instagram that's been like, I don't know, is it anonymous? Would we say the word anonymous? Had your name ever appeared on Rock Foodies prior to this moment? Um, no, I, at least not by myself, it's never appeared. Certainly. Like comments or something? Yeah, certainly somebody has commented or has posted like a picture of me on their accounts, but never on my account, no. So I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see your face on the Rock Foodies and I go, yes! And then it's a picture of you introducing it. So it's a picture and then it's you basically introducing yourself to say, I'm Jason, I'm the guy behind Rock Foodies. Yeah. Like, let's get to know each other or something like that. Right. And I remember, because, you know, I've been a fan of yours. I followed you for a long time. You were a, a, of the original crop of, like, Rochester food content creators in Rochester. And your thing was you took amazing photos. I mean, still do, obviously. But, but that was, like, your thing was you just had these beautiful photos of the coolest and best dishes in Rochester. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was the origin of Rock Foodies? Was it that or... I mean, if you want to talk about the origin, origin story, like, I mean, I've always done photography for a very long time. I think I got my first camera maybe 2003 or 2002 out of college. So mm -hmm. that's kind of when everything started. I had always taken pictures of food that I was just eating, but I never had done anything with it. And then the whole Instagram thing came around and that's just where it came from basically yeah. but and you were early to it though right because now yeah a lot of people i mean i it. started six years ago so it was kind of just it was before it got big big but yeah. you know it had been around for maybe two years or something like that i forget exactly yeah i i, I recall because i started my sauce business in late 2014 and mm -hmm. slowly after that there was like sriracha says and you and yeah. sip and savor yeah i think i was shortly after sriracha says like a year mm -hmm. it was very close a list i think was another one yep. of those early on ones yep. a list um and now of course there's a thousand of them and that's great and what now and now there's every iteration of rock foodies with a z <laughs> and two e's and <laughs> what do you think of that by the way I mean, I, can we talk about it for a second? i feel like people need to be a little more creative but i find it flattering i guess yeah if I ever own the trademark, I'll probably have to come down with a hammer on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for now, it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't know where it comes from, but every once in a while when I see somebody start a new like food content thing, I guess. I was going to say blog. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, blog. But Instagram, yeah. whatever it is that they're going to do. I do. Uh, I first of all do want to support any human being in pursuing anything. So I never want to be the guy who's like, man, you can't do you know? Right. But every once in a while I do see I'm like, if we're just going to do like just going to do pictures of cool food. Like, that's rock foodies, man. Yeah. They already started doing that, you know? Yeah, especially these days. There's so much competition that you really have to stand out. Like, wow. the niche the niche for me was Rochester food, mm -hmm. right? I'm not trying to compete with 
New York City people where there's a bazillion big people doing that stuff. So it was a big enough town where there was enough really good restaurants, but it wasn't big enough where there was a ton of competition. So besides Sriracha Says at the time, you know, that was, she's, I guess, my quote competition, right, as far right, as right. big names are concerned. So yeah. there, was, there was enough there for me that, like, I could carve out my own thing. And like you said, I try to make it so that my style shows through rather than, you know, just snapping a picture with a phone or something like that. I, but so. you were also authentic in that. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Cause we actually, we haven't really caught up and talked in depth about this in a few years, yeah. but I, I know at least at the time, everything was very authentic in the sense that at that time, at least, you know, you were doing photos of really only things that you truly believed in. In yeah. other words, you weren't going to go eat somewhere just because you had been paid to go there right. and do a photo if you didn't think I would actually recommend yeah. this thing. So just to be clear, I had never been paid for anything up until like the end of last year. Okay, so you went that long. That's a long so time. So it was ago. a long time. And I mean, it came out of necessity because like I had lost my job during COVID at the end of 2020. Oh, so I didn't know that. That was kind of what necessitated what am I actually going to just do? And I really enjoy doing this. So I said, you know, I, I went through all the stupid interviews and all this other stuff. And like, I just didn't want to do that. I was I coming from the tech world after 20 years. So yeah. it was a big change. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I said, I'm going to see if I can actually make this happen. And, you know, I'm surviving for the last year yeah. so far. What was your job job? So officially, I was, um, I, don't, I don't know how to best explain it. Well, there was only a few guys, so we had our hands in a lot of things. But basically, system administration for a huge company or across the globe. So it wasn't just a Rochester office. There were 90 offices around the world. So maintaining their servers and computers and people and accounts and mm -hmm. software development. Like, I had my hand in everything. Wow. So there was, there was a lot going on. And it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a super stressful job. Like, I, I had it pretty good where, you know, things were, you know, I knew what I was doing, and it was not not easy, but there was a lot of new things happening every day. It would keep you entertained and, you know, keep your mind working and stuff. But right. over the years, it just got less of that, and it just got burnt out. So How did phot photography was a hobby then for many, many years? Yeah, it was, it was very much a hobby. I mean, I was using it a lot for travel stuff because I do a lot of – you know solo travel to mountains and hiking and things like that so that's where mostly i was using it and specifically for documenting family events you know when i first bought it that was the biggest reason i had gotten it because nobody at our parties was photographing people yeah. so i was like the guy with the huge lens like from the woods yeah. <laughs> you know getting all the candid shots of people and that's what it became so that's where i kind of like learned how things work with the cameras can we talk about solo traveling I, sure. I do so many things by myself i do everything solo travel and i've always done it because waiting for anybody is pain in the ass right? is <laughs> not even worth my time i'm very much if anybody knows me i'm very much i want to go just do this right now uh -huh. and then i just go do it <laughs> i'm with you i will go i go to the movies alone i will go to absolutely eat alone. absolutely i will go i would go oh, listen on i know all about going out to eat alone okay. for yeah, the last six years basically yeah. all i've done is go out mostly alone yeah well, i mean i i would go i would totally go on vacation alone i've told this story before but i went with my wife's family for the first time a few years ago on vacation and it was such a culture shock for me because they were so oh i love them so much but they were so lame bro they go to the grocery store and buy like lunch meat and white bread and then they just go to the beach for seven days uh, straight it's terrible <laughs> i you know i'll i can deal with a beach for a day or two but like <laughs> it it has really no appeal to me no when like, i when i go on my trips dinner, right? i literally go to like <laughs> 10,000 foot mountains and I disappear into the woods like oh, I just need that's my zen that's where I go to Is that like ever scary though um uh, yeah like in Banff like out in Canada where there's real threats like yeah. mountain lions and bears and stuff that can kill you instantly you ever come you ever come face to face with anything mm, giant moose I've come very close to but I haven't seen like bears and stuff like within reasonable distances you know Dude. But moose are giant. They can destroy, like, your car that you're in. 
What yeah. are the precautions you have to take before you venture into the woods by yourself? Like- Certainly, if you're going to go out west, up like like in the Canada area and stuff like that, out in the real wilderness, I'm not talking like, <laughs> you know, just hiking in the woods. I'm talking like wilderness hiking. Yeah. Like, you're going to be taking bear spray and you want to take a knife. I mean, people take a gun. Well, yeah. Take a, take a handgun. Well, what about, there's gotta, is there a human being somewhere who you've told, this is where I'm going? This yeah, is so usually I try to notify like my parents specifically yeah. where I'm going to be at any time. But I've been trying to locate like a, they have these beacon things now where it connects to satellites. So, you know, like emergency beacons and stuff like that, yeah, where yeah. it'll show like your last position. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Have so. you ever like been come anywhere close to getting lost or anything? Oh, certainly. I've oh, been, that's so uh, certainly I've been me. lost. There was definitely times where like you thought that you had enough time to get back down and it's getting really dark and you're walking down in the blackness. Like, yeah, some stupid oh, stuff I've done. So that's I've, scary. I've learned my lesson to bring headlamps and, you know, emergency food. You ever been scared out there? Have you ever been like, holy shit? Um, the biggest fear, I think, is getting hurt. Yeah. Like if you break you your leg, you're pretty much in trouble. Yeah. And that's, you know, rangers, I don't know how long it's going to take them to, like, comb the, the trails to see if anybody's left. What but about the guy, the James Franco movie, right? He, that's the yeah, guy, the cut hunter. your arm off and stuff like that. Oh. Thankfully, no major injuries where I've had to, you know, cut any appendage off. But <laughs> Do you bring your camera out there and just... So I don't bring the big cameras anymore because, A, it's too heavy. I don't, and I when I travel, I travel ultralight. And I'm talking, like... I brought a backpack to India for a month. <laughs> you brought just just, just a, a carry-on. It was it. a forty-liter backpack. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Just a carry-on. That's just great. enough that it fits in a carry-on in one month, and that was it. How so. many changes of clothes do you bring? Or do you buy clothes there, or do you just? No. So usually, I'm wearing. I'm not going for style. I'm wearing my hiking clothes, mm-hmm. and the benefit of that is a lot of it is very good with combating odor and it doesn't get dirty and it doesn't get funky easily mm-hmm. and it's easily washable and it breathes easy and everything else right. so it, i'm not i don't look like a fashion show i just <laughs> look like a bum walking around in hiking clothes but i can go a long time especially with like merino wool and stuff like that Man, that's freaking yeah. fantastic yeah. it is scary to me though the idea of getting lost out there that's yeah. i don't think i would serve. you ever see naked and afraid yeah me that's me yeah i would just be i would curl up in a ball and panic if i was out i mean woods. i'm i'm not doing the where i need a permit to go into wilderness yeah. you know i'm still on actual trails i'm not trailblazing stuff okay. so right. I'm, okay. I'm not completely stupid okay all right but as long as you stay on the trail so you can yeah get <laughs> you don't want to be out in the wilderness by yourself really no <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no it doesn't seem like it no. oh god and the animals that are out there snakes and yeah how big are the giant moose you said you got pretty close are they as big as they look like in pictures oh yeah they're gigantic they're as big as cars they're huge wow all right, I'm sorry, I got kind of off that's track okay. there, but that's, that's just fascinating, yeah. man. I didn't know that about you. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm very much a loner, obviously. But I well, oh, that was I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was going to talk about because I am introverted by nature and will I will gain my energy. I've always understood it like this. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. An extrovert gains their energy from being around people. An introvert gains their energy from being alone. Absolutely. I mean, this pandemic was almost like. Like, I could just chill out for once. Yeah. Well, you, I was, it, was, it was very relaxing mm-hmm. for me, where mm-hmm. I could just hide in my house for literally a year and work on projects I want to work on, and nobody can tell me what to do. And, like, yeah. it was the best thing to ever happen in my career, not only working from home, but just, like, the career change and everything. Like, Yeah. I can relate to that. But the whole reason I even went down this road is because I have this credit from the very beginning of the pandemic with Delta Airlines <laughs> that I was supposed to go to a bachelor party in Las Vegas. So I okay. have this credit. And my wife, uh, for long story short, basically it's turned into I need to use this credit. And I'm telling my wife, I'm going, I'll just go. Like, I'll go somewhere. And she's like, you're just going to go alone? Yep. And to me, I'm like, yes, that sounds amazing. See, I think it, amazing. it's obviously very different for male and female. I mean, let's... You're right. You're right. I'm about not that. being sexist or anything. It's very. It's a different. We have different things to worry about. It's a different viewpoint things. and aspect, and like I can understand how women would feel uncomfortable with stuff. I felt uncomfortable traveling before, where just people are sketchy. There's like weird. 
people oh, yeah. like trying to take advantage of you no matter what especially like i went to india i had a great time but there's definitely dealing with cab sketchy cab people they always want to screw you over with stuff they know you're foreign like i mean dealing with that as a woman who may or may not be able to overpower somebody that yeah, you're right you know, about it's, that. it's a it's a different story yeah you're right about that and, and but for anybody still you're worried about getting taken advantage of especially if you're going to go overseas depending on what country you're going to you worry about getting kidnapped and shit i mean that, yeah. that actually occurs to me too yeah you know i'm talking about going to like literally atlanta to watch the Cavs play the hawks yeah. for one night you know i'm not talking about going to yeah you're you're, you're probably north okay. korea yeah i'm not trying to get into north korea or anything like that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, all right. So I love, I I love it. More power to you. That's great. So you, uh, you, you, you're done with the tech job, and you say, "What am I going to do?" And you have all, you have this this following. You have this social following. Yeah. How many followers do you have like today? Uh, I think it's forty four thousand four hundred as of this week. So, which, yes. which actually, you know, you you mentioned like the big coming out post where I introduced myself. That was a huge like. I mean, that was like hundreds of new people like yeah, signed up because they saw my face. Totally. Totally. I mean, it would, and is very much a business decision that I did this as, un- as uncomfortable as I was like putting myself out there. It, it's very much business oriented because, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm expecting people to pay for the hours and stuff that I put into work for, mm-hmm. you know making beautiful photos for them and posting about it and yada 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 so you know i think with a face in front of a name it's it's easier for people to associate you know totally you know you're right about that i think you know right yeah you're right if about you're that. if you weren't the spokesperson for it, it's kind of hard if it's just an entity you're absolutely right, right? it brings an authenticity to things right. and, and it's, it's something now. i should have done a long time ago but well, it I is had what you it is. years ago on the regular radio yeah. when I was doing that, and you, uh, you were, I think I had to convince you a little bit to come on. Yeah. You were a bit apprehensive about saying anything other than, I think I might have been allowed to, at most, call you Jason. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't allowed yeah. to ask you about your job, right. no last name, yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff, you know? And I remember that uh, you were very private, and so when I saw that... Uh, my first reaction was joy. I thought, oh, good, because you are so good at what you do, yep. and you've done an amazing job building this audience, and you deserve the credit for that. And so bring me through the decision. You said it was a bit of a business decision. You're in this situation where Rock Foodies has become your job. Yeah. So, I mean, when I had first created the whole Rock Foodies things, you you asked why I, had, I initially had started it, and one of the big reasons was just to get me out and meeting people. Like, it... it there was no other way for me to do this than introduce myself to people mm-hmm. and you know meet the bartenders and meet the chefs and it like i have so many new friends because of this that it you know it achieved what the goal i was going for well, Other- did, was that a hard thing for you prior to rock foodies because um, because you're a loner you're solo you like to be alone is it hard for you to just go out and shake hands and say let's be buddies I, it's not hard for me once i've gotten past that threshold of being introduced to somebody obviously i can talk and have a long conversation with people i don't have any problem with that the just reaching out to people and introducing myself was always something that wasn't one of my strong suits and this whole project for the last six years was trying to get better at that and i think i've done a lot better with it for sure yeah yeah, for sure. So you make this decision. You're like, okay, this is my job now. Yep. And uh, you said you started doing it towards the end of the last year. So we're talking 2021 or 2020? <clears throat> well, so my last day of work was the end of 2020. Okay. So between, like, severance and unemployment and all the nice benefits that I got, sure. I, you know, I was able to survive for a year, basically. Okay. I, you know, I wasn't stupid. As soon as the pandemic hit, I saved every single penny I had. Uh-huh. I knew something was potentially on the horizon and you know it allowed me to prepare myself to do what i'm doing now and if i could say and this is probably a bit intrusive so i'm sorry it sounds like you had a really good job yeah it i don't know if it was really good and as like opportunity wise but certainly for the level of stuff i was doing it was very relaxed Relax. So it didn't. Sound like there you wasn't a high out. stress job, and that was a huge reason that I was still there. Yeah. Right. Well, it also sounds like it was a good job. Yeah. It, it had <laughs> it had its perks. Certainly, traveling around like the trip to India I was talking about that oh. was a business trip. Oh hell yeah! So an entire oh, yeah. month in India, 
the, all over the country yeah. for free. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen usually. Well, no. But you see, so you had it sounds like you had a, a, a pretty good job. But also, I, to my knowledge, you don't have a family, right? I mean, no. you don't have kids, wife, nope. nothing like that. Nope. So, uh, you know, as a guy who has a wife and kid, that, that, that's where a lot of money goes there. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so it sounds like you probably if you were saving, you were probably able to get yourself into a good situation. Yeah, I'm I've always been pretty fiscally conservative and I I know the value of having emergency funds mm-hmm. and you know investments and things like that. So, yeah, I w- I'm able to just limp myself along and not be stupid about it. But to give it, you you were able to put yourself in a situation where rock foodies you could give it a real shot. And it's been yeah, a few months and now. Yeah, and it's is exactly what it was. After probably after the first half of 2020, 21 and I, you know, I I sat down with my parents. I said, look, it, I'm just going to, like, try to do this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to live like a poor person for a while. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's, you know, starting a, starting a business about food in the pandemic, probably not a great idea. No, I call, I call it sacrifice mode. I yeah. think so. I think the year that I started my sauce business, 2014, um, my overall income for the entire year was about $18,000 because of <laughs> yeah. everything that I ended up spending to start that business. Yeah. Yeah. So I call it sacrifice mode. I've been in yeah. and out of it a couple times throughout the years, trying to build things, you save money or put money in a place. And to be honest with you, it's, it kind of sounds weird kind of like it it's kind of it's kind of invigorating yeah it's it's, gambling almost yes it's it's gambling and it's you trying to beat something i see Uh it as completely as a game like i'm going i don't care what anybody else says like i'm gonna see if i can do this Mm -hmm. and if not the worst case scenario what is it I'll get a job. I'll get a job. I mean, exactly. okay, I guess and so. I, and I've always and the absolute this. nuclear option. I'll sell the house and move in with my parents. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not in a terrible spot where like this is going to put me on the streets. If it does, I get a job. <laughs> no, yeah, but you, you know, you, it's great. I, I'm, I feel the exact same way you feel. Or I've been like my worst case scenario. I have my. I am above no job. Period. Yeah, I, I would do pretty much any job, and so I've always just thought to myself, "Let's could, risk it because what's the worst case scenario? Yeah, I got a job. It, oh well, you know, I'm in my 40s now, and it was like I'm going to do this now, or it's not going to happen. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's basically my. This is my midlife crisis, change of careers. It kind of worked out for the best because, you know, I was paid to leave effectively and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was a perfect opportunity to just do this. Okay, so now let's talk about the other side of this, though. So there's yep. the part where you have this, you have this audience, and you have this talent. Okay, yeah. So that's a perfect, perfect. That means let's start a business. I can see that. Of course, that means. Yep. But you're a one man show at this point, right? Yeah. So now you got to be a sales guy. Yeah. What's right. it like to be a sales guy? Is that easy for you, or is that the hard part? Um, I think it comes down to showing them the numbers you know a lot of people businesses are good with numbers Mm -hmm. and i could say this is how many people you can potentially be seen by this is how much it costs this is what i'm going to give you to do it and that's typically my sales pitch like i can show them proof of past so what so let's walk through this a little bit because this could work as an advertisement for you because honestly i have uh, people that listen to this podcast, um, I know for a fact a few restaurant owners that listen to this podcast. So, uh, you know, don't no prices or anything like that. Yep, We're not going to yep. get that specific. But do you have, like, packages you've created or something? Yeah, usually or? there's two sets of things. One is just plain photos. If you want me to take beautiful photos for your social media licensing or your menus or whatever, we can do that. Mm-hmm. The other side of things is I take those beautiful photos, but I also post it to my audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's an additional fee there because, you know, you're getting a huge exposure to things. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the more things you do, the price comes down. Usually right now I'm starting at kind of like 10 photos, you get 10% off or whatever. Yeah. And then you can go from there. But there's always volume discounts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if there's any type of partnership deals where like it's gonna be a long-standing thing obviously the price can come down more but then there's gonna be more yeah. you know more photos and more shots and more things like that so it sounds like in that first mode that you actually will will you take a gig as a straight-up photographer like what if I wanted to hire you as a photographer that had nothing to do with food are you interested in those gigs um, I, I haven't been approached for that I don't see why I couldn't because I do a lot of 
already photos of people with food. I mean, it could be photos of people with anything, I suppose. Yeah. But obviously, weddings? would you get into weddings, or is that a whole other animal? No, Brides wedding tough, weddings. <laughs> it's not just the toughness; it's just way too stressful. I know people who do that, uh-huh. and it's just I don't I don't want that stress of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not just interacting with all the people, but the stress of getting it only happens once right yeah if it's not right like that's on me huge and that's like their entire life right yeah i just don't want if anybody's listening and wants a wedding photographer there's many amazing talents out there (laughs) not me (laughs) okay so let's talk about this let's say food stays uh, still yeah food yeah um you uh do you ever watch those videos on youtube about how they dress up the food for like yeah how arby's will do yeah (laughs) so if you really want to get into the big bucks i mean commercial food photography and stuff like that that's like the end game Mm -hmm. right that's where that's where you want to be going out to restaurants and taking food photos and stuff like that's more of like you're just it's fine to do that but you really want to get into the higher tier stuff well, I'm talk- what I'm talking about is that when you, you take your, – your photos are real. Like, I've seen yeah, you take there's, photos. And- yeah, there's – I mean, obviously, we try to make it look pretty enough, but we're not doing any movie magic where, you know, glue. we're, we're like not using pizza. glue and yeah. stuff like that and, you know, spraying bottles with, you know, glycerin and water and stuff like yeah. that. We're not doing any of that because, A, it just that's – that's a whole day shoot. I don't get yeah. paid for a whole day, that's for sure. Where's the work? Is the work in, in – the actual traveling and, and taking pictures is it in the editing is it in the um, post? Is it's, the whole thing? it's kind of half and half honestly it you know the more i get at advanced with the photos and the more tools and things i'm bringing like i'm getting the flat more flash photography more and more often especially in the winter time because there's no light mm-hmm. um there's more setup there's longer pr- production times mm-hmm. like i could be at a spot for two three hours trying to get the right shot with things and working with the chef to make sure things look beautiful and stuff like that but that's only like half of it and maybe not even half of it. maybe like a, a quarter of it i come home and there's hours of editing going through hundreds yeah, of photos to find the right photo that you want it's not like i take two photos i'm taking two three hundred four hundred photos yeah. so you're going through 400 photos then you find like the five that you think are the best ones yeah. and then you're editing them and I'm not saying like, okay, I crop them. You're changing if the white balance isn't correct. Or you notice there's like scratches in the tables or, you know, there's some crumbs over here. I'm editing all that stuff out. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of work. Yeah, where I was but that's that not is. even where that ends. <laughs> yeah. That would end if, say, I was just giving that to the client. If they want to post it on my site, now I'm posting it there and I'm interacting with everybody and I'm responding to every single comment and every single instant or direct message I'm responding to and and liking the people who comment I'm going into their profiles and commenting on their stuff and liking their stuff yeah that's something that you have always been amazing at better than almost anyone at is that the interaction because yeah. I remember you hammering that into my head last time we talked about you post a pretty picture and that's great I'm on I'm in my hours on like you can look at the app thing on iPhone how many hours you spent it's just absurd like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's morning till night like I have you know notifications on soon as somebody interacts with something i respond to it well, like within ins- seconds i know instagram is bit hu- yeah well yeah when i messaged you i think you within yeah. seconds were when i uh so instagram is obviously where you're you are huge but facebook twitter whatever tiktok snapchat are you doing any what are you doing and so not doing? I, like i have a facebook page it's like where my parents see my photos yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean it just automatically is it rock post- foodies or is it jason yeah it's rock foodies okay okay just facebook.com rock foodies um so there isn't a big following there it's just auto posting there yeah right yeah. it's obviously just doing that but they, they it's slowly like getting bigger as they reshare things people are resharing things and all that other stuff now as far as the other systems um like tiktok and stuff i haven't got huge into video and that's what's prominent there mm-hmm. but obviously i'm getting more and more into video because instagram is prioritizing reels now instagram is trying to directly compete with tiktok which is their reels and they're weighting reels heavier than photos. Mm -hmm. So now I have to spend even more time where 
I'm do- not only doing the photo shoot for people, but I'm doing like kind of like a behind the scenes movies or just, you know, like if you saw that one I did for the Doughboys, um, it, they had the Buria pizza where it's dunking into the um, the sauce and it's pulling it up and like that got like 30,000 views or something like crazy like that. But it was just like a five second video that took no time to do. But Instagram is weighting that so heavily that like these are the things you have to do now. I'm so out of touch. What's the yeah. difference between a reel and a story, or is it the same thing? The reel is on your feed, so okay. it's just like a separate section on your feed, but it's in that same timeline. So you got your photos and your reels. They're just 60 second videos. Okay. The stories are, you know, that separate section up in the top left there. Yeah, yeah, and and but that's I, the, that's the thing with Instagram, right? They're trying to take stories was what like facebook's thing or something like that yeah, they, 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 they try to consume it. that and then reels is tiktok's thing that they're trying to replicate yeah. and igtv is youtube's thing that they're trying to replicate and they're all like instagram's trying to be the one spot for everybody to do all that stuff it's interesting to think about the different social medias because fa- i mean facebook has clearly become a li- i don't know that is gen z heading there millennials are maybe we're there my pa- in other words what i'm trying to say is my parents that's their jam yeah facebook, facebook is their jam now yeah. right it's the your parents jam that's where they get their photos of yeah. their grandkids and all that stuff yeah. yeah instagram seems to be for the millennials but see we as mill- how old are you by the way my 41 For, so we're about i'm 38 so we're are you a millennial or no you might be one no i'm you're either the oldest gen- millennial or the youngest Gen X. Yeah, I'm the Gen. I'm like at the end of Gen X. You're 19- a young Gen X. Yeah, right. And I'm an old I think it was like '83 or something was the end of Gen X or something. Okay. So I'm like at the tail end of that stuff. So, uh, but really, the- I'm, I'm glad I'm not lumped into that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gen X and millennials, though, uh, I think that's where Instagram's at because we have, uh, and we're the money demo right now. 25 yeah. to 54 has yeah. always been known as yep. the money demo. Yep. So we're the ones who are actually out spent making and spending money. And you can clearly see that. Like, yeah. if I look at my insights, which, by the way, interestingly, is 65% female mm, for some, All right. like, there you go. It's an interesting, I don't, I don't know, demographic, but it's, you can see it. The bell curve is 25 to 54, just like you said. It's, it's exactly that. And that encompasses right now, that basically encompasses millennials and Gen Xers. Yep. And, uh, and again, I said it's the money demo, but then Gen Z seems to be, that's where TikTok is, right? That's like, boom, good for them. Yeah. But I have TikTok on my phone. I got to tell you, I do find it entertaining. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm trying to understand how... I could fit into the TikTok thing, it would have to be like that short format stuff where you're dancing around making food and stuff, and that's exactly what people do on there. Sure. I don't, I don't, I'm, well, you but know that's what you not do. my, it's, the thing is, it's not my style. Like, that's not what I'm doing. Could I do that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Am I too old? Like, would I look like a fool doing it? No, no, because here's the thing you have. Tech background, you're extremely smart and yeah. you're extremely talented. Because what I have noticed about Rochester TikTok, because I'll do, I'll look around trying to find Rochester TikTok. Plenty of people are trying. Some people are doing some stuff, but there's not high quality. And like when it comes down to Instagram, yeah. your stuff was so perfect. It was so beautiful. Your pictures were just such high quality, and nobody really has that movie quality TikTok filming happening. Yeah, yet and you know, tic- for the more I've got. The more I get into these video things, like the real stuff, like I'm loading up. I was just doing it this morning. I posted that thing about the behind the scenes making donuts or something like that just because I needed something for Saturday morning. But I was in DaVinci Resolve. That's like professional, like I'm making a movie software, and that's what I'm doing it in because I want it perfect. I'm not doing it on reels. Like I want every edit perfect. I want every dissolve perfect. I Mm -hmm. want everything perfect. But... Like the mass, just the amount of work in that, just yeah. for a sixty-second video, is insane. Video yeah. is insanely time-consuming. Like I, I could, I could see that as if Rock Foodies and Ultimate Parent Company becomes a production company mm-hmm. where you're doing photos and video, and I hand the video off to somebody else. But 
there's no way I could do like long format video and have time for photos and everything else. It it's just... it's. I think that editing video has got to be the worst because oh, um, God, there's a reason. I'm not when, a fan. Well, there's a reason when you hear Hollywood stars talking about, oh, we filmed it, you know, last summer. It's because it took them nine, twelve months to edit yeah. all the, the entire movie together. You know, it just takes forever. Yeah. You have to vacuum up here. <laughs> Come on up to va- you can vacuum if you didn't. We could go. We can go as long. Okay. Oh, no problem. No problem. I have an appointment at Bessie. the the uh, owner of Richmond's came up to. Uh, I should say this because I won't edit this out. Because unlike you, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not good about <laughs> making my stuff good, <laughs> look or sound good. But uh, he came up to sweet. We're upstairs. Beautiful here, by the way. They renovated Richmond's. Yeah, Richmond's has totally turned itself around. They they started renovating a couple two three years ago, and it's if you haven't been here. And you've been here prior, you would completely not recognize the place. It's yeah, it's I can gorgeous now. That. So he came up to um, <laughs> vacuum. Real yeah, quick, I feel bad. I have an appointment at Best Buy at three forty because I cracked my screen. Nice, son of a bitch. Anyway, um, so who so you who are you working with? Am I allowed to ask you a couple? Who's who were your first couple? Uh, um, I think one of my first big jobs was um with the beef council so it wasn't a local restaurant or anything it was a national like thing so i did uh not only some photos but i did recipe development for them so i actually worked with cruz mm-hmm. uh big chef in rochester here that probably everyone knows and we did some recipes for them and i shot some photos and some videos actually so we, i've worked on a few projects with them um locally um, probably one of my bigger counts was through Nino's. That um, Fidelio has been awesome mm-hmm. doing that stuff. Um, certainly, a lot of other chefs have reached out and things like that. So things things are moving forward. It's it's like it's like anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get one, you get another one, and then somebody sees that you're working with somebody else, and then mm-hmm. those guys, it kind of snowballs. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's slowly getting there. What what about you yourself? Are you a, a chef at all? Do you cook at home anything? Certainly the last two years I've learned a lot yeah. about myself in the kitchen and yeah. how I make <laughs> giant messes, that's for that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot learning a lot of nice skills and things like that and making a lot of stews and curries and things that are good for one male. Yeah, yeah. That I can eat in large quantities and have it for the week and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. you that you'll you'll make a ton of it. And then oh eat yeah, it I'll week. just make a huge pot of like a curry or something, then just eat it for the week. So I can, I'm able to do a lot of things without worrying about that. Are you a football fan at all? Will you watch the Super Bowl? <clears throat> I don't. Not a huge sports fan. I played baseball like my entire young life. Yeah. And um, I'll watch some baseball games, but I'm not too into the football. I did watch the Bills game. That was pretty. That was pretty wild. Was I, wild. I couldn't even believe any <laughs> anything that even happened. It seems like this last week too. Like, Josh Allen. There's is... like 45 seconds. There's no way they could win. I know. Okay, now they scored. Okay, there's 15 seconds. There's no way they could win. Okay, they scored. <laughs> it was absurd. I'm embarrassed to say this because I don't think this sounds good. I don't think people like me should be talking about this kind of shit. But I had I had some some pretty good money on that. Yeah. And when they scored with 13 seconds left, I told my wife, I was like, yes. And I told my wife, I go, I just want, and I told her the amount. And she's like, what? And I go, I mean, unless like a miracle happened, I mean, and I'm literally pretty sure a miracle I just, happens. And then a literal miracle happened. And I just, said, I couldn't even, <laughs> don't get me started on the, the coin toss should not be deciding. Now, obviously the coin toss didn't literally decide it, but it shouldn't be sudden death with a coin toss. No, that's so stupid. Sudden, no death, sport does sudden that. death is nonsensical to me. Yeah, all right. Especially for this. Yeah. You're not you're not fighting somebody. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just give the give it fifteen minutes. Just give it a whole nother quarter. Will will you do? Will you will you watch a Super Bowl though? Even just because yeah, it's I'll a watch, spectacle. I'll, I'll watch it because of the spectacle. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What are you making? What are you doing food wise? I'm going shopping after Best Buy. 
I am making a vegetarian chili actually right now. It's in the slow cooker. Oh, nice. So that's well, what I'm doing. You're already started on your freaking Super Bowl meal. I it's like it. It's not necessarily a Super Actually, it had nothing to do with the Super it's Bowl. It just happened to be like I had time this morning to chop up a billion vegetables. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> that's what I'm doing. I've got, I've got, I'm doing, uh, so I've got my people coming over. Uh, I'm doing loaded nachos, but I'm going to do a nice. tip. I haven't told my wife this yet because she's not going to like it. I'm going to do that thing where you pour it all just into the middle of the table. I got like a tablecloth i'm just gonna put nachos and just all the shit <laughs> everywhere i'm doing like cheeseburger sliders grilled wings with caramelized onions a charcuterie board and then you know what i've been getting into lately homemade ice cream I oh wow a, i bought I've never, art. I've never tried that obviously because i don't have the ice cream maker but yeah i it's good love ice cream which is unfortunate because i think i've become mildly lactose intolerant oh no yeah so really? like I can't eat a ton of certain things like heavy cream, like on whipped cream or something, yeah. without getting, you know, the stomach aches afterwards. And oh, my yeah. mother has the same thing and my sister. Ah. But I never had it until a few years ago. It just developed? Yeah, it just oh, developed, which is such a – I still eat it because ice cream is amazing, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to eat ice cream out. I'll eat it at my house. Well, it's so easy to make, too, just because, you know, I bought the Cuisinart thing. Yeah. And, you know, you mix everything together and boy, you pour it in there and it churn, churn, churn. Yeah. The hardest part with making ice cream is waiting yeah. because then it's got to go back in the freezer for like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it turns out really good. Oh, dude, ice cream so is – So good. <laughs> I mean, you can't really go wrong with fat, sugar, and – No, it's true. <laughs> Some flavor. It's so true. Yeah, <laughs> and you can put anything in there too, and it yeah, just, it doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm doing homemade ice cream, homemade chocolate that ice cream. Sounds amazing. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I would make strawberry. Strawberry's my jam. Strawberry. You know, I haven't tried strawberry yet, but just big, seems like nice, it would be that hard. Nice chunks of strawberry. Yum yum yum. Yeah. It's so good. So what's next for you? What's going on? Um. Building rock foodies. Yeah, really just building rock foodies. I have a software project that I'm working. So I'm trying to meld my previous tech life into food life. So it's going to be like a tech food thing. It's going to be on the web. So hopefully I can get that thing going when, I, when I'm not working on all the, you know, the photo stuff. Um, I said before I was moving more into flash photography and strobes not just for the winter time but it it allows me to control the light exactly Mm -hmm. i don't have to worry about like okay it's a perfect like right now it's overcast which is usually pretty good for photos coming because it's nice and diffused but obviously the light's dipping down and it's getting lower and lower and you can't freeze action very easily if i'm doing nice pour shots so I have a whole mini studio set up in my fireplace room at home. Nice. That's where I actually took that shot for my introduction photo. So that's where I've been experimenting, and that's just one thing that came out of it. Yeah. How will you incorporate Jason into Rock Foodies going forward? Yeah, I've I've been thinking about that since it seems to have had a positive effect on things. I don't really know because everything is solo, so it's not like I have a team behind me where I could sit in front of the camera or something like that. So uh, I'm going to have to really figure out the best way to handle that. I wonder if that could be where the video comes into where you've got your beautiful photos, but then the video is you actually talking about what you're up to. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. A lot of people have similar things with that, and it seems to work really well where it's the human aspect, right? People want to see some people doing things. Yeah, but you you also seem like the type of person who will invest the money and the time in doing it right because yeah. again the quality isn't always there um, where they're not well mic'd. I can't hear what they're saying. They're not well lit. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. Once you get into video, now you're talking about constant light, mm-hmm. which is bucks. Like if you want a a lot of constant light, that's like money. A lot of money. Yeah. Right. right. You, you can't. You're not gonna get away with like a cell phone light. Yeah. It's just not <laughs> going to give you enough light. Flash works and is relatively cheap because it's you know for one thirty thousandth of a second, it's super bright and it gives you what you need. But when you move to video, that that, that doesn't. It's a totally different ball game. And like yeah. you said, you gotta have microphones and mm-hmm. like the camera and editing it like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think I don't see myself at that level until I have enough to have an employee. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. What about the actual parts of running a business like creating invoices and collecting? <sighs> yeah. How are you liking that part? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the hard, absolute worst part it of it. It is ever. the worst, isn't it? I hate bookkeeping. I hate all that crap. <laughs> I just wanted uh, that would be my first hire accountant. Uh-huh. 
you're, you're going to handle all the I'll invoice. Give you good, I, you can, you, my, my bookkeeper's pretty good, man. I love my bookkeeper. You can handle all that crap and deal with it. Luckily, it's not super complex. It, it might you know rates and everything are pretty straightforward so nothing is crazy yeah you know, well it, writing things off now you can write things off too that's what's great yeah right so deducting heat in my house and a certain yeah. room where i do most of my work and you know all my drives back and forth are all you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. deducted and if i happen to you know go out and pay for something or whatever and yeah I mean, I'm no accountant. I got to believe almost any time you eat something at this point has got to be pretty close uh, to being Absolutely. Yeah. The only thing that's not going on there is basically food I get from Wegmans. Everything else absolutely yeah. is going to go on deductions because I'm the only time I'm out these days is when I'm interacting with somebody, a potential client, or mm-hmm. you know whatever else, or I'm shooting it. Yeah. So it's what's, all deducted uh, for What's sure. hot and hip right now? What's in Rochester? What's the like the cool restaurant that? everyone's talking about oh jeez i don't know if there's a i don't know if there is the cool restaurant yet i'll give you my experience as somebody who's not as plugged in you're plugged in i mean the rella was the was the thing and cruise the last year and you know cruise has moved on from rella and that's a huge impact Mm -hmm. to everything around here Mm -hmm. um steve aikens moved on from radio social which was another huge didn't know that huge hit he he news? went to um the rose tavern in canandaigua there okay at the lake house lake house yeah okay what about is cruz working anywhere right now or is he in between? yeah so he is doing um a lot of pop-ups and things so he's doing like private dinners like he has a, a valentine's okay. dinner at radio social with oh. a bunch of other guys okay. um he just did a, a pop-up here at richmond's with Doughboys. Okay. they made um like uh s- fried chicken sliders nice so i did a shoot for them for that um yeah he's doing a lot of the private stuff and just pop-ups and things okay what i'm sure he'll land somewhere awesome and it'll be amazing and we'll all flock to it yeah <laughs> rella was such a perfect setup it's disappointing well it, you know it, it kind of you were saying off the air it's it's a, the chef's table situation yeah i like love that. that layout yeah and he seems like he thrives in that yeah it's it was I'm telling you, it was the perfect setup. Mm-hmm. 16 people, the best chef, the best bar, or the best back guys. Like, the the oyster dude is amazing. Like, he's the best oyster guy in the whole city. But the thing about that chef's table situation, it takes a chef with multiple talents, because not only you got to be a great chef, you also yeah. have to be able to he's, you know, interact with your people. Chef is very charismatic. He's mm-hmm. he's like the, you know, he could be the celebrity chef, you know, like a totally. TV show type a, deal. He's got a great personality. Yeah, right. And and I think, you know, we both know some chefs that are great chefs, but they're they're not going to be able, good in a chef's table situation. Right. Yep. They're not, they don't look up right, <laughs> at correct. any point in the night. Which is which is fine that's your that's your thing yeah yeah <laughs> well you know what restaurant was really hard by we wanted to go to it was really hard to get a reservation to was velvet belly mm. it was like you couldn't get a reservation yeah as and, far as i know they have been booked for months in advance and months can, and months and months and yeah. i actually i haven't actually eaten there yet the only thing i've had there i went there for drinks I actually haven't gone there to eat yet. All right. Well, if you ever want to go, let me know because I'm still tr- dying to go. The, my wife and I wanted to go, but the, you you could basically you can get a reservation at 5 p.m. or 9 p.m. But if you want to eat at six or seven or eight, six, seven or eight, you really couldn't get a reservation. Yeah. That's for a couple of months. Yeah. The booths are, yeah, they're out of control. It's it's tough to. Yeah, get but into I'm this. all about. It. I love eating at five. I'm getting old, buddy. I'll go eat at five. Yeah, or nine. I, I, I don't. About nine. I don't care about what time I eat or where. <laughs> I will eat on uh, crates. Uh-huh. It doesn't. If the food is good, my, my at Rella, I would go in there because I obviously I knew I'm good friends with Cruz. My seat at the house was the front door. Yeah. Like you know that stoop that's running yeah. near the windows. Uh-huh. He would set up just like a little little, little spot container you. there for me and i would sit on that stoop and i would just eat my food by myself <laughs> that's great yeah that's great i don't care as long as the food's good who yeah. cares well if you're ever looking for a partner to eat shoot me a text Heck once yeah. in a while because i i'm always looking to go someplace and you know i've got a three-year-old at home yeah so um i'm not able to go many places anymore yeah i'm very like i said spur of the moment so if like i need somebody to go i'm gonna tell you and then i'm gonna go in like the, like next 20 minutes yeah you're gonna be like we're leaving in 20 minutes yeah we're leaving yeah <laughs> yeah well on a weekend especially i might be able to get away with it but um anyway 
So, yeah. Yeah, oh. there, and especially if there's any, like, hand models out there. Well, I yeah, could always mean, use food models for oh, no, sure. Don't look at these hands. I could always not... use food models. If anybody's interested in, you know, is that eat, a thing? Eating, by the way? eating for free, yeah. and you know, having your potentially your face, but definitely your hands. Wait a second. Is that a thing? By the way, if I come, you don't have to buy me food. I, I, I'm it. I got you. I'll actually invite me, and I'll buy your food. Okay. But but is that a thing where like, do you ever see somebody in person, or it's just somebody you're friends with? And look at their hands yes. and go, hey, will all the you time. hold on to this? And then I'll be there and I'll be yes. like, hey, Jason, I'll do it. You'll be like, time. no, no, no. You're actually not yeah. you. Ob- obsessive level of things like that <laughs> where I'm looking for like the best, like, quote, talents or the best areas to shoot. Like, that's <laughs> like, I don't go into places and just relax anymore. It's or ever, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I'm always looking, especially before I, I got into the flash stuff, you know. I would I would go on to Google Maps and see what the where the sunlight comes into restaurants and like do they have south facing windows and oh at what times the, those things would be because like you can't go in there and have crappy light like you just can't. That's it's why not going to work. You're good though. I mean, photography is ninety nine point nine percent light. That's I just it. want I want people listening to this to hear the amount of detail that you put into yeah. that because just the fact they that have no idea and that's that. you know. People might complain about my rates or whatever, which I think are <laughs> more than reasonable. But it's that is what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. The like, fact that it's going to be great. E- yeah. If you want it awesome, this is what it's going to be. I'm not going to come in there with an iPhone. Do you? Like, uh, to be fair, yeah. you can take pretty beautiful f- photos with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just going to take more work to get like the perfect lighting set up and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can absolutely do it. Will you say no because this is let me let me put this out there <laughs> yeah early on in a business it can be very hard and i've certainly made mistakes myself in my businesses of you you kind of want to say yes to everything because you're yeah. like i need so the business. I, have a, I have a good example of this okay. um somebody had reached out to me and they were they wanted to have one of the, you know like one of the sponsored posts on my page but it turned out that they didn't want me me taking the photos they wanted to know how much it was going to cost if i didn't take the photos because they had a professional team or whatever and they're just going to take photos and post it on my account and i turned it down i said that's not how it operates i can't it's not worth the integrity of the account for somebody else just giving me stock photos and Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. i'm going to post about and then what like i'd never ate it or something like it's just it's just silly because the because inte- that's the thing about now that now that it is a job for you the integrity of the count yeah which always was never an issue because yeah. it was your choice right but now you're right you- so i have to obviously walk a fine line between mm-hmm. you know i make it clear that this is paid for like it's got the sponsorship tags and it's paid whatever else on top and bottom and everywhere else but i still don't post anything that i don't see as delicious like if it if it's just total crap like you're either gonna find me one of your dishes that is really delicious and then i'll post about it or it's just not gonna work like i'm not gonna it's not worth the fee you know and then then what 100 people go to this place and they find out the food is crap right then what you, that now you've tarnished your brand now it's yeah now the small fee that i'm taking in is was that not worth it no i just lost like 10 jobs or something like you've you've actually damaged the brand rock foodies if you made a poor recommendation yeah so like i said there's definitely a fine line and i had to tread lightly on you know obviously a paid sponsorship is paid and they're paying me to post it but i'm absolutely not going to post anything that's not i don't find delicious right the paid sponsorships are exactly what it says they're sponsoring me to continue doing what I'm doing and promoting more work. And when clients engage in me and, you know, I get paid for it, I'll go and do above and beyond. Like, they'll get a reel out of it. If they post my photos, I'll repost their photos on my stories. Like, there's more to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it it allows me to keep going and keep doing what I'm doing. And if not, like, I couldn't do it. Like, there's no way... I could do at this point. Obviously, it's not financially possible. It's impossible. Right, right. Well, I th- I gotta. I'm looking at the clock right now. Yeah, oh we could probably God. talk for hours. I honestly could talk to you forever. I know you are, and I have so dude. much more to say too. That's the thing. What but, did, I got two minutes. What's one thing you wish you wanted to say? What one thing that we left out? What did um, we leave out? Hmm. I think <laughs> I think the last time we talked, 
were saying like where the rock foodies name came from oh, and, yeah. and it was more of um i didn't want to make it about me and it was the community and that's why it was you know rock foodies and not a rock foodie and it, it's about the food and the people obviously things have changed with me having my my mug on there now and things like that but i just want to like ensure people that it is definitely about the community i wouldn't be doing it if i didn't you know love rochester's food scene and everything else involved with it so that's it well you've always been making recommendations i mean yeah. that's what rock foodies always was yeah i think i proved my worth after six years oh, I, exactly. I, I could i could i could i can get a paycheck <laughs> Let's yeah, exactly. put it that way. Because there's plenty of people who try to monetize or try right off the bat where they've only got their five posts in. First post, by the way, mandatory good luck burger, right? That's the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anybody. Any I, new? My first post wasn't good luck burger, but it was a burger. <laughs> it was a burger. It, it right. was <laughs> a place that's now gone, but they had a peanut butter and it was like a peanut butter and jelly burger. It was so good. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I've had a peanut butter and jelly oh, burger. Oh, my before. God. It, peanut, butter, peanut butter <laughs> on meat. Uh-huh. On a burger is amazing. It, it, more, way more than you would think. I think the one I had way was way more than you think. It was a think. place called Burgatory in Pittsburgh, nice. and they had peanut butter. And it was a peanut butter bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, because it it's sweet so and savory, and yeah. like it's everything combined into one. Yeah, it was so freaking good. Yeah, it's amazing. What else? Did we miss anything? Anything else you really want to get off your chest? No, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No pressure. Okay. Yeah, you did put me on the spot now, yeah, that, now I that I just said it. I felt it. bad because I felt like there was things but you wanted I, I, to say that I we, No, not specific things, but I definitely could. we can go for hours here. Yes, I'm confident we can I think here. the owner wants to vacuum, though. So He wants to vacuum, and also uh, blood pressure medication equals IP about once an hour, so I'm already coming up on a pee here. <laughs> so and, I I need, and I need to eat because I'm, I'm going to like pass out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. How does I somebody pre- reach out to you? Just, just message um, on Instagram? Or? You can definitely do Instagram. The best way to do it is just email me at hello at rockfoodies.com. That's, that'll definitely get me, you know, in my face because everything else in direct messages is not necessarily people that want to work with me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, just you know viewers that want to talk or say something Mm -hmm. or spam you know a bunch of junk so email is definitely the best way and then after that we can do the phone thing so do you have people who who you have over the years just noticed they comment on everything they like everything yeah i definitely have there's always going to be a core group obviously there isn't going to be forty four thousand people that see your posts especially nowadays with the way the algorithm works and it's just abysmal but there's always going to be the core people there's a few hundred people that are just like, yep. You recognize them. I, I recognize the names for the last, literally the last six years. You ever meet them in person and be like, hey, by the way, I'm Rock Foodies? Because before you were always. <laughs> no. You were I always... definitely don't introduce myself ever as the guy <laughs> that does Rock. It's usually it's the person I'm with is like, this is the Rock Foodies guy. I think I'm I like, did oh, that great. too when I was. Yeah. I think I did that too I, when but we I've met was... many people that way where it's like, oh, it's the Rock Foodies guy. And then somebody's like, oh, it's the Rock Foodies guy. Oh, we went to Vern's Foodies. once. I'm pretty sure I told every single person there. I was yeah. like, that's Rock Foodies. Yeah. I've definitely met people out, though, which has been interesting. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't really want to have my face on there. I just want to be left alone, especially when I'm working on stuff. But that's changed now. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Now that you're out there, you're going to have fans, man. Yeah. Fans of of Jason. 65% female. So I guess I got fangirls now. That's pretty good. That's (laughs) not bad right there. That's right. You don't even need to download Tinder. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised on how well that post worked. To be honest, I, I'm, I think it reached like thirty thousand people or something, which is yeah. a lot. Well, we said we could sit here and talk for hours. Yeah. I swear to God, I'll let you go after this. Okay. Algorithm. You mentioned algorithm. How hard is it to keep up on? Like, oh, it's horrible. Because they change you, their minds, don't they? Sometimes it, it, it's constantly changing to the point where, like, the guy what was it, his name Adam Masari, something Masari. He has his own Instagram page where he's doing videos talking about every change. And every time you hear a change, you have to you have to get on it. Like when they introduce reels, that's when you got to get on it. They introduce 3D avatars. So I made my own 3D avatar in stories. So it's like this animated thing of me, you know, pointing at sh- shit on the on the stories and stuff. And, and, J- and Jason, this is just because that's what you they want to push. The biggest thing is you have to use their features. When okay. their new features come out... You have to use their new features if you want to like They'll make push it big. You in that and case. and the, they specifically said in 2020, 
2022, they're doubling down on reels and video. So, like, you got to get on that if you want to be in there. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. All right. All right. Thanks for doing this. Yep. No problem.